Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for joining us on the East West Football Podcast. I am your host, Fidel. Alongside with me are my co-hosts, Jerry and Kendall. How are you guys doing out there? Doing pretty good, Fidel. I hope everybody's out there doing pretty good on this, on this Wednesday. Hey, man, I'm super excited, man. We are literally 24 hours away from the kickoff of the NFL Draft. What what else can I say? Right, this is the this is what we have all been waiting for. So let's get let's get to it. All right. So tonight we actually have a special draft show. Uh, later on in the show, we'll have An- uh, Anthony Pupo, draft expert, and he's going to give us a, his first round mock draft. But right now we actually have a very two special guests, uh, NFL prospect from Saint Norbert College, Gage McCallahan, and his quarterback coach Steve Fairchild. How are you guys doing out there? Doing good. I appreciate you guys having me on the show. That's good. That's very. That's real. That's real good. It's real good. Good, Gage. All right, Gage. Gage, if you can just give us a little bit of your back background. Yeah. So, um, you know, just from a family aspect, um, I'm originally from Florida. My dad was in the military, so come from a military background, and we moved moved around quite a bit. Um, you know about when I was about five or six, we moved to Washington state, you know, and that's when I started playing football there. And then, uh, you know, in middle school, we moved to Texas and, uh, that's where my family's been since, but, uh, that's kind of where my football, you know, my love for football really grew just being in Texas. And I mean, you guys know all the stuff you hear about high school football there, you know, it's 100% true. It's crazy. And, uh, that's just kind of where all my love uh, for the game came from. But um, uh, I started playing quarterback, you know, in middle school at the very end of it. And um, I was just trying to, you know, I I wanted to pursue college football. Of course, that was always my dream. It's always been a dream to play in the NFL, just like every other kid. So um, I I just took the the position very serious from a young age. And, uh, you know, at the end of eighth grade, I was trying to find a quarterback trainer, you know, just to, take my level to the next game just because I, I wasn't as you know fine-tuned and I knew if I wanted to go where I wanted to go you know I definitely needed some work so uh, at this time we lived about three hours west of Dallas Texas and uh, you know we got on the internet found um, his name is Jason Lavorn. he's was my high school coach and quarterback coach but uh, before he became a high school coach um, we started training with him you know every other week for you know three years so I was at a different school and, you know, I was working with him. And then uh, when it came to my end of my sophomore year of high school fo- football, he asked if I wanted to come play for him. And so uh, at the end of my sophomore year, my dad had just retired from the military. So it kind of worked out perfectly. And we uh, picked up, moved to Dallas. And uh, that's kind of where, you know, that's kind of when the recruiting stuff started to happen, you know, being in the, you know, Dallas Metroplex area, you know, there's a lot of, great football around you and uh you know junior year uh you know sat behind us you know four-year starter won a state championship was a lot of fun was just still you know learning and then senior year took over did really well and uh you know was kind of late in the uh uh recruiting process just due to you know one year starting and then uh just not going to the biggest school and uh you know right out of high uh, high school about a few weeks before uh, National Signing Day, um, 
I got an email from uh, James Shrank, who's the uh, current uh, quarterback coach and OC at Augustana University in South Dakota. And uh, they wanted to get me on a visit there. And so I went up there on a visit. I had to throw in front of them just because they hadn't seen me in person. And I ended up walking away there with an offer, you know, um, and I, you know, just something I couldn't pass up at the time. So that's where I started my college career. And um, I was there for about three yeah, three years. I was there for a redshirt year and then two playing seasons. Um, you know, my very first year, my first two years sat behind Trey Hyde. Um, he was a Harlan Hill candidate guy in Division Two, which is, you know, the Heisman for the Division Two players. And, you know, he was a great guy to learn from and stuff. And uh, after my third, my third year there, um, I was just getting a little homesick a little bit and kind of wanted to go back home. So I went to Division Three Howard Payne. I uh, was just able to start right away, which was the biggest reason why I went there. You know, really, really enjoyed, you know, it was just good to, you know, get to play again and uh, was there. And then after that season, I, uh, you know, I ended up gr- uh, graduate transferring to St. Norbert College, which is where I ended up at, just like you guys uh, noted. But, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, the football journey, it's bef- uh, definitely been, you know, a long winding road, you know, a lot of ups and downs, but uh Nonetheless, you know, I'm very grateful for it. And, you know, I wouldn't change anything about it. That's that's perfect. So I, I do have a question real quick. How how are you and uh, Coach uh, Fairchild connected? Yeah, so that was uh, that was through my agent, uh, Robert Pav- uh, Pavelko. So, um, you know, I got connected with uh, Bob about a month ago and whatnot. And uh, he's from the Colorado area, Denver be exact and uh you know that's where steve's steve's at you know he does a lot of training around there and uh bob's son you know he plays quarterback as as well and he's worked with steve for a little bit so um you know he said that he had a quarterback coach that knew his stuff and i mean he told me who it was and you know immediately grabbed my phone kind of started googling who who coach fairchild was and you know after seeing like his resume you know it'd be kind of dumb to pass that up so you know i was all in about it and um, was just really excited to go uh, and work with him this past week. That's perfect. Coach, can you hear us? Yeah, I'm here. Coach Fairchild, can you just give us a little bit of, of a background also for our listeners? Uh, on me? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I coached for 34 years. Uh, most of it was in the Division One uh, arena, but I also did a little bit in the NFL and uh, most of my backgrounds on the offensive side of the ball and, and working with quarterbacks and, and, uh, and then most recently I've, I've moved to Denver. Uh, you know, I kind of retired from coaching, but I, I've got my name and, and train quarterbacks. And I, I, I work with kids. I work with youth kids and, uh, guys like Gage that are, you know, coming out of college, preparing for the NFL. I've got some NFL clients that, that, that come back and work with me as well. And, uh, just really, really kind of enjoying this phase of my career, but uh, really had a great time. I, I, I got a chance to, to kind of know about Gage through Bob Pavelko, who I, like Gage said, I worked with his son. Uh, he's one of the high school kids here in, in Denver. And, and, and he said, you know, he kind of told me about Gage, said, check this guy out. And I, you know, I looked at him and, and watched the, the video that I could get on online and, you know, very talented uh, guy and, and just, uh through the way you, you're going to have to throw to transition into pro football. He just kind of has a, you know, a, a real quick delivery and a real small footprint with his lower body. So I said, yeah, I'd love to work with this guy. And, and so we got to know each other here this past week and it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome to hear. That, that's real. That's real good. Uh, <clears throat> my question is for you, Gage, or whatnot. Um, what do you think you need to improve on on your game to get to where you want to get to? Yeah, um, you know that was uh one thing that you know me and Steve talked about one of the very first days and kind of on our recap after working together. And um, I would say really it's just a, from the mental side. You know, um, I would say you know you know physically and you know mechanically, you know that's just going to naturally get better and better, but something that I'm definitely going to, you know, put a lot of time and, you know, effort and, you know, work in is just mastering the game from an X's and O's standpoint and from a mental side to the point where I can master the, you know, the art of like audibling and, you know, checking my protections just to set me up. Cause 
mean, that's definitely, you know, I don't want this to be me playing football, you know, a one to two year thing. I want this to be a long haul. And um, you look at all the great quarterbacks, you know, like, you know, Peyton Manning near the end of his career, you know, uh, physically he was declining, but because he was there like from a mental as- um, aspect, he was still able just to dissect people. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to get better at right now. And, um, just uh, keep on improving with. Okay, I understand that. And um, and for um, coach for, for coach Church, I just want to ask, what do you want your quarterbacks to get out of out of coming to your coming to your camp? Well, you know, obviously the on the field, uh, physical aspect, which which Gage was, uh, you know, he was way ahead of the game, very, uh, you know, very well instructed fundamentally throughout his career. So, you know, we made some tweaks and we did some things, but uh, you know, the guy throws the ball like a professional quarterback but what Gage I want to elaborate with a little bit what, what Gage was talking about the off the field thing and and you know he had played at a couple of different places and there's some real benefit to that because you get around different coaches and you get around different systems but it can also be a little bit of a hindrance in that you you know you didn't really play in a pro offense and and kind of kind of learn that aspect as you as you try to you know make your way into the NFL or, or CFL so uh, you know, we spent some time in the classroom, and I will say this, very sharp individual, and you can tell as a coach, uh, you know, when you install things, guys, how quickly they pick it up and how quickly they they can progress and solve problems once you've installed a, a system. And, and we did that, and, I, you know, I'm quite confident Gage is a, a sharp, sharp guy, and, and whatever offense he gets into, he's going to learn very quickly. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I have a, I have a coach. For, I have a question for you, coach. So, Gage, I, I, I'm a GM right now, and I'm looking for I'm looking for a quarterback depth. I'm looking for a potential starter. What does Gage bring to to my team right now? What can Gage bring to my team? What is it that he's going to bring to my team? Well, he brings a, he brings a skill set that can play for football. He's got first of all, he's got size. He's you know six three six four type of dude. He's you know, he's 220 pounds. He moves around good, uh, you know, which in today's game, you know, even in the NFL, the, the, the ability to extend plays is uh, becoming more and more important. So, you know, he's got size, athleticism, very accurate passers, quick with the ball, uh, has enough arm to make every, every throw that you need to make. Uh, you know, in an NFL or a CFL type game. So, uh, you know, what you're looking at is a guy that, that's, uh, you know, small college football you know he hadn't played at a power five uh place but he's got that type of skill set so uh you know I, I would get this guy into camp and say hey you know let's see what he can do and see if he can play at this level see if he can develop at this level and uh from from the outside in me training him i, I think he certainly has that ability that's great yeah I, w- I was able to catch up on some of the clips that he had uh during the season and then I was actually see I actually saw his pro day, and I will say this: uh, you guys did an excellent job with that footwork. It was it was it was really good, and just the way the 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 ball just pops out of his arm. Uh, my yes. next my next question would be for Gage. And, and Gage, this this question is a very very popular question. A lot of people get get asked this, and and I'm sorry to ask you this, but what what current NFL quarterback would you say that you try to model your game around? Yeah, no, uh, you know, you know, as a kid, you every kid does that. You know, he imitates whoever his favorite guy is. But um, as I've gotten older and, you know, more in my college years, um, I would definitely say Aaron Rodgers, you know, that's the that's the dude. And, you know, it might it might be him just because I'm in Green Bay right now, about 10 minutes away from Lambeau. But, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of him. You know, you watch him. He's one, you know, when it comes to quarterbacks, you know, you got to have it all on the mental side. And, you know, he's as good as it gets with, uh, you know, pre-snap checks, knowing his defenses, you know, knowing his uh, matchups, and he always takes advantage of it. But from a mechanical standpoint and just throwing the football, that dude is, you know, has to be either him or Mahomes have to be like the top top guys in the league. You know, you watch him, and, you know, me and Steve talked about it, watching Rodgers throw, it's effortless. All he does is, you know, snaps his wrist and, you know, I'll go 50 yards and, that's just kind of who I like to watch a lot and try and, you know, find out little things that he does, you know, throwing wise to, you know, get up, you know, just take my, my game to the next level. But, um, 
you know, it's definitely got to be A-Rod. Oh, most definitely. Thank you so much, both of you, for, for answering my questions. Yeah, no doubt. Yes. Uh, Gage, I do have another question for you. So let's say that a GM is actually listening to the podcast right now. What's one thing that you would want them to know that maybe that, that they don't right now about yourself? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm definitely, you know, I'm a, when it comes down to it, I'm a quarterback, you know, and, you know, people are going to give you their list of things on what a quarterback is. But when you get down to it, you know, I'm that guy that's, you know, just from a, a personality standpoint, I'm going to take charge of, you know, the huddle, you know, I'll, you know, I'm going to have a presence about myself. Um, you know, I'm always going to be the guy that you don't have to worry about, you know, away from the field. That's, you know, if he's doing the right or wrong thing, you know, I'm going to get that chance in the NFL and, you know, I'm going to be a true professional about it. You know, I'm going to take it very seriously. I'm going to be the first one in last one out, you know, just making sure I do everything right just to, uh, you know, set myself apart. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid that's, you know, been dreaming about this ever since, you know, I was about six or seven. So, um, you know, you just got to understand that I'm going to do everything in my, in my, um, you know, my, my side of it to, you know, make sure I make a team, you know, be beneficial, make sure that they know they didn't screw up. And, um, you know, I would also say, you know, definitely just pull up the tape, you know, um, you know, I'm a very confident guy, you know, I play with a little bit of swagger and I've, I've just always been like that. And yeah, like, uh, you know, Steve said, I didn't go to a power five school, but, um, you put me and, you know, you know, a few other prospects on a field thrown with each other, you're not going to be able to tell which one of us went to a power five school. And you know, that's just the big thing, you know, don't, don't discredit me because I went to a smaller school, just uh, pull it up from a potential standpoint. And, uh, you know, let's just go from there. All right. That's, that's real good. That's real good. And um, one more, one more question for you, Gage, what not? What system in the NFL right now you think fits you? Yeah, I mean, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there isn't one system that doesn't fit me, and that's also kind of one thing that you know really um, was beneficial to me with playing at three different schools. You know, I went to Augustana, and we were we did a little bit of everything. You know, uh, you know, there's some under center, it was some, you know, you know power run stuff and then we had a lot of air raids concepts and then i go to um howard Payne, and that's straight you know air raid texas tech type stuff you know snapping you know oregon offense snapping the ball every 15 seconds not a lot of checks you know just getting up to the ball and uh running the play that's called and then <clears throat> went full you know 180 and went to st norbert where we ran a triple option run game with air raid pass concepts. And um, so I've, you know, to answer your question, I wouldn't say there's one system that I can't, can't not fit in, if that makes sense. You know, I feel like whatever system I do go in, I'm going to be able to adapt to it. And, you know, I'm going to put all my, you know, mind into that and just all the effort I can just to, you know, master it. Thank Gage, you. and so just for all our followers, do you have any social media platforms that they Yeah, yeah. I'm on uh Instagram and Twitter. You know, Instagram is Gage Max Six. It's a G A G E M A C and the number six. And then my Twitter is Gmac six underscore. Yeah, just go give me a follow and whatnot and you know, go from there. All right. Well, I would like to thank both of you, Gage and Coach Fairchild, for your time today, and good luck in the draft. No, I appreciate you guys having us on. Good luck, guys. Good, good job, Coach. Yeah, we're going to be rooting for you guys. So, Thank you, thank you. All right, and hopefully we can catch up soon. Yep, no doubt. All right, Gage, thank you. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. All right, guys, let's go ahead and talk a little bit of the NFL draft starting tomorrow. Uh, Anthony Pupo, draft specialist, is actually back with us on the show. Anthony, thank you for joining us again. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, we're one day away. Yes. One day away. It's finally here. All right, Anthony, if you can just do us a, a favor and just, you know, run through your first round mock for us. 
Okay, sure. Okay, so the first pick, uh, it's pretty much a no-brainer. Uh, Cincinnati is going to pick Joel Burrow, a quarterback from LSU. Uh, at number two, another no-brainer. Um, uh, Washington is going to pick Chase Young, uh, the defensive end from Ohio State. Uh, number three is the, the, uh, the Lions, and they're going to take Jeffrey Okuda, the cornerback from Ohio State. At number four, the New York Giants are going to take Tristan Werps, offensive tackle from Iowa. At number five, uh, I have the uh, Dolphins taking Justin Herbert, uh, the quarterback from Oregon. I almost gave them two. Uh, it was a real toss-up. And then at six, is the Chargers. Uh, I gave them Tua, a tug of Viola, the quarterback from Alabama. Seven is Carolina. I gave them Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. At eight, I have Atlanta trading up with Arizona. They, uh, they're going to give up a two um, and a three uh, in order to select C.J. Henderson, the cornerback from Florida. Nine is Jacksonville. I have them stopping uh, Isaiah Simmons from falling, and they're going to pick him. The linebacker safety corner from Clemson. And 10, I have the Browns taking Makai Becton. Okay, re- real good there, Anthony. Um, Why did you um select the, the Dolphins to get Herbert into, instead of Tua? The, uh, the big reason I gave uh, Miami Herbert – it's because uh, my um, it's because Miami wanted to bring in Tua for um, in medical, uh, but then all this Corona thing happened, and they were unable to get an evaluation, or sorry, um, a correct evaluation. And there's been lots of buzz about about Herbert going there, and uh, and that's why I plugged him uh, into Miami. Thank you. Also, uh, you went Tristan Wirfs with the uh, the New York Giants. And there's been some buzz that they actually like Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Um, did you were, were you able to see that that uh, those rumors circulating? Yeah, I did. Uh, I was scrolling through my Instagram uh, or a few weeks ago, and uh, I know that Joe Judge has some has some close ties there with Nick Saban um, uh, down there uh, in Tuscaloosa. But uh, uh, he see he played right tackle. And I value left tackles more, and and Werfs, uh, uh, they say has uh, or, or they say uh, has the biggest upside uh, of any offensive lineman in this draft, and uh, he really showed off his um athleticism uh, at the combine two months ago. So that's why I gave uh, I gave Werfs uh, to protect uh, a second year signal caller Daniel Jones. Anthony, and then for me, you know, the Jeff Okuda pick, um, you know, C.J. Henderson has been getting a lot of a lot of praise lately. And, you know, after watching some tape, I kind of feel like he would be the better corner. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I mean, they're both really, really good prospects. I think the one reason why Okuda is ahead of Henderson is because uh, um, he's a better tackler. Henderson, uh, they say, compares to Joe Hayden, uh, uh, who also went to Florida. Uh, and that's why he uh, he wore number five uh, before switching to number one this year. Uh, I, I, like, I like Okuda just um, a little bit more. But uh, Henderson, Henderson has better ball skills. But, uh, but see, at the end of the day, I think Okuda is going to be the higher corner drafted. Uh, and uh, he's going uh, to be a nice... Uh, a nice building block on that on that Lions defense. Okay, so uh, I'm going to continue on here. Uh, at 11, uh, I have the New York Jets taking C.D. Lamb, uh, the wide receiver from Oklahoma. At 12, the Raiders are going to take Jerry Judy, the wide receiver from Alabama. Uh, 13 is San Francisco. I gave them Henry Ruggs the third wide receiver from Alabama. 14, Tampa Bay is going to pick Andrew Thomas, the tackle from Georgia. At 15, uh, Denver is going to pick Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU. At 16 is Arizona because they traded down with Atlanta, and they're going to pick Jedrick Wills, 
the, the tackle from Alabama. 17 is Dallas. Uh, I'm gonna, I gave them Caleb Vaughn Chase on, uh, the outside linebacker from LSU. 18 is Miami. I gave them Austin Jackson, the tackle from USC. 19 is Las Vegas again. I gave them uh, Javon Kinlaw, the, the, uh, the tackle from South Carolina. And 20 is Jacksonville. I gave them A.J. Terrell, the, the, the cornerback um, from Clemson. Real, um, real good there again, Anthony. Um, why did you give the Jets C.D. Lamb instead of Jerry Judy? Uh, the reason why, it's because there were reports that they really like Lamb. Um, and Daniel Jeremiah mentioned uh, a few days ago that most most GMs like Lamb over Judy. Me personally, I like I like Judy over Lamb. So, I mean, I mean they're both gonna be studs at, at the next level. You can pretty much flip a coin, and and uh, you're gonna get success on on either side. Thank My you. question would be. My question would be with Andrew Thomas. His buzz has been skyrocket. I even heard that, you know, my, Miami was trying to get ahead of everybody to draft him. Uh, so why don't you look at it? I mean, do you, from the tape that you watched on Andrew Thomas, do you not believe that he could be, you know, your 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 blue chip left tackle? Yeah, I mean, I did a mock uh last year in may uh after uh after last year's draft and uh i actually uh, i actually um had him as as my highest rated offensive lineman uh and he's still my highest rated old lineman um in this year's draft uh he started uh as an 18 year old true freshman on the right side uh, uh for jake Fromm, and then and then he moved over to the to the um the left side in his sophomore and junior years because uh, Isaiah Wynn uh, um, was off to the NFL. So, I mean, all the tackle, like uh, Thomas, Becton, Werfs, um, and also Jedrick Wills, uh, you know, they're really all strong tackles, you know, and they're, you know, and they're all going to be franchise tackles who are going to protect other, other team signal caller. But uh, I see, I see Andrew Thomas um, um, as the best one. And uh, I think he's going to protect Tom Brady well and whoever uh, Tom Brady's um, heir apparent is. So for me, what jumped out was, you know, Henry Ruggs. I believe you said he was going to the 49ers, correct? Yeah. Yep. All right. So so what made you uh, select that player for, for, for the 49ers? Uh, Kyle Shanahan loves uh, – he loves speed and uh, – he knows uh, he knows the kind of success um, that Ruggs had um, at Alabama using his blazing speed to blow by uh, linebackers um, uh, and defensive backs. And they just lost uh, Emmanuel Sanders. And uh, he would step in um, and be the number one uh, to pair with Debo Samuel, um, the receiver from South Carolina. And also uh, they have Kendrick Bourne. And Jalen Hurd to keep an eye on for this year because uh, he was hurt and he didn't play. All right. Okay, moving along here. Uh, at 21, I have the Eagles taking Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma. Minnesota with their first pick from, uh, from the Bills for Stephon Diggs. I gave them uh, Jalen Johnson, the cornerback from Utah. Uh, the Patriots, I almost gave them Jordan Love, but I went defense instead, and I gave them Patrick Queen, the linebacker from LSU. Uh, New Orleans, uh, I wanted to give them Love, but Sean Payton is committed to Taysom said, so I gave them Trevon Diggs, a cornerback from Alabama. Minnesota again, I gave them Yitor Gross Matos, the defensive lineman from Penn State. Miami, uh, at 26, I gave them Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama. Seattle at 27, I I gave them AJ Epinesa, uh, the D lineman from Iowa. Uh, I uh, I think he's going to be a nice sub package player, uh, and he can and uh, and he has the versatility uh, to kick inside um, and rush over a guard. Baltimore, I gave them Zach Bond, 
the uh, outside linebacker DN from Wisconsin. Uh, Tennessee, I gave them Josh Jones, the tackle from Houston. Green Bay, I gave them Denzel Mims, the wide receiver from Baylor. And at 31, I have the L.A. Chargers trading up with San Fran um, to take uh, Isaiah Wilson, the tackle from Georgia. And finally, at 32, I have Kansas City taking uh, Christian Fulton, the cornerback from LSU. Okay. Um, why do you have the Eagles taking Murray, the linebacker of Oklahoma, when they have such a wide receiver need there? I gave them Murray because all of the all the top receivers are gone. Uh, they they uh, they could uh, address it in the second round, you know, with a guy like Jalen Rager if he's there, KJ Hamler. I have Ayuk sliding out of my first, uh, so he can even be there when they pick next. So that's why I gave them Murray, and uh, he can. Uh, they need some linebacker help uh, as well, and uh, he's going to be a, a nice building block on that uh, on that defense. We're good. Also, uh, with the Patriots, you gave him was it Patrick Quinn? Uh, yes, I did. So, I mean, there when you when you look at it, that offense that they run, I mean, they like to you know they like to get that they like to get the ball out in a hurry to, you know, Julian Edelman. You know, they like they they that's how they that's their running game is the short passes to the you know the wide receivers. So when you look at somebody like Jordan Love, that's exactly the st- the style of offense that he ran at Utah State. Uh, why? I mean, you you don't think that they're a little bit pressed to get their their franchise, you know, signal caller and Jordan Love? You see, like I wanted to give them love, you know, but like like see, it sounds like they like Jared Stidham. And if I'm New England, I give them I give him a chance. Love, I really I really like Love as a player and uh I'm high on him. Um he did he didn't have uh you know, the greatest, you know, of supporting cast, you know, like, you know, like Justin Herbert, uh, Joe Burrow, um, you know, and also Tua did. So uh, if, you know, if you put the pieces around him, you know, he's going to be successful. But, you know, they got to give Jared Stidham a chance, you know, because because a lot of people said that he was uh, uh, like a bad fit um, in Auburn uh, with Gus Malzahn. And uh, if he was in a better system, he might have went uh, in the first or second round. So I have I have Jordan Love falling, and uh, I think he's going to be taken with the Colts um, with the thirty fourth pick in the second round. Well, that's a big pull for him. Yeah, and I guess I, just to elaborate a little bit more, just on that Jordan Love pick because we have seen that multiple teams have reached out to him, and uh, th- there is definitely interest there. Um, so I was just going to ask you exactly what Jerry did as far as why the uh, New England wouldn't take him. So overall, like when we look at it, how many, how many, how many trades do you think we should see overall in this first round? Um, I see there being anywhere from, from, uh, three to five trades. I think that, uh, Arizona is going to trade down. That's the rumor uh, in order for them to get multiple picks because they can move down and they can get a tackle and they can get, uh, you know, more picks, you know. So, so um, you know, it's a win-win situation. And then you got, you know, Miami or the Chargers, you know, one of them, you know, may move up to three, you know, you know, for Herbert or Tua. So that, I think that's going to be real interesting. Uh, there's also the Vikings who have two ones, right? They could move up, you know, uh, take a receiver, right? You know, cause they have the ammo to do it. And, uh, right. Uh, another one, um, is, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, I heard they like Makai Becton and he might not be there, uh, at 14. So, you know, they can move up, uh, San Francisco. They don't want that 31st pick because they have, because, they don't have a two, three, or four, so I can I can see them trading, um, you know, for a team you know that wants to pick Jordan Love, you know, or even Jacob Eason, uh, at thirty one, and I can even see uh the Chiefs moving down um and accumulating um extra picks, so it's gonna be real interesting uh and and 
And I have I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of curveballs tomorrow night in the first round. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely going to keep us our our eyes moved, right? To see how this yeah. all uh, all unfolds. Yes. And um, appreciate the anthony. And real quick, just just my last question for you: um, who who do you think has a chance of um, sliding into the first round, like sneaking into the first round between the wide receivers of Brendan Ayuk and Jalen Rieger? Like between those two? Yes. Uh there's been, you know, the NFL teams apparently have IU graded uh, um, ahead of Nikhil Harry, um, who went 32 to New England last year. Um, I think the more likely to sneak in um, is Ayuk uh, uh, because uh, of, his, uh, of his ability, you know, to run after the catch, you know, um, you know, and then pick up um, additional yards. Rieger, uh, I was just reading about him right now. Uh, it's his hands that um, is a concern. And uh, Ayuk is more of an outside receiver as as opposed to a, um, you know, a slot. Mm-hmm. But uh, if Rieger if, uh, if Rieger wants to play on the outside, he's going to have to uh, improve his hands. So they both have a chance, you know, to go in the first round. But uh, I see I see Ayuk over, uh, over Rieger. Thank you. All right, Anthony. Well, thank you very much for going over those picks with us. And uh, hopefully we can have you back on after the draft. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me on. Eh? Enjoy tomorrow night um, uh, and the rest of the draft, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Let's talk about some NFL headlines. So, obviously, the biggest one is Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement and the New England Patriots trading him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a fourth-round draft pick. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Um, yes, i go ahead and start with this one. Um, yeah, they, they traded. Gronk, Gronk decided to come, come back out of retirement. Um, he always, you know, he had – the Patriots tried to trade him a couple of years back when, and won it during his final season with the Patriots. They tried to trade him to, to um, Detroit, but um, Gronk said he only wants to play with Brady. So, I mean, he gets that opportunity again now. And he also came out today and said that if Brady would have stayed in New England, then he would have considered coming back there. So, I mean, so he gets to go to Tampa Bay. Um, they sent uh, – New England sent Tampa a seven-round pick back, and Tampa sent, um, sent New England a fourth-round pick for, for this year's draft. So, like it's going to say, I think Gronk, he, he's going to fit in well with Tampa. They're kind of crowded there at tight end now. So, it would be, be very interesting to see who's the odd man out there. Um, I think my guy on my own. My guess is going to be OJ Howard. That he he probably will be traded between the draft and sometime probably the end of the week. Sometimes it's all season before the season start. I don't think they're into the season with three starting caliber tight ends there. But um, overall, I think it from the Patriots standpoint, it's good they got a fourth rounder and now they got two picks. And you know, it's, we we got to see where Gronk is health wise. You know, because his last season wasn't the best, but he kind of um turned it on during the playoff during the playoff run they had when they um beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. So I mean, and he lost some weight during last year. So we're gonna see if he can if he can get his weight back. And I think if if he can, he's gonna be a big contributor for the Buccaneers this year. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he's in phenomenal shape, and you know, it's just one of those things where he looked. You could see the Buccaneers, you know, their lineup. You know, it's stacked. I mean, their defense was was one of the top last year, and then you got you know you got you got a, you got a first round pick where you can solidify that you know, that, that offensive tackle need that they probably have, right? And then from there, Tom Brady will be able just to to get it to, you know, they have a chemistry like no other. So I'm pretty sure this is what, this was, a, from what I was seeing, this has been, this talks have been going on since it was April 8th. So for it just uh, to, just to fall so fast like it did, just shows you how <laughs> how much sometimes some things are behind the scenes that we don't see. But overall, I think it's going to be a good asset. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what they do with either O.J. Howard. I mean, I do think that Cameron Brait is a little bit more, you know, he 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 understood he understood the uh, the, the offensive scheme and he fit it better. Yes. So let's see what happens. Yes. Man, like to me, just like the Brady factor, you know, reports came out that Tom Brady was the one that actually – you know, ask Gronk, like, hey, come out of retirement. Come play with me. Um, so, I mean, to me, 
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are loaded. They are loaded now, mm-hmm. especially with Gronk, and he took a year yes. off. And we already know what he brings to the table. He demands a double team. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's only so many people on the field. I mean, who are going to double team? Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Rob Gronkowski. And, and, you know, and the draft's tomorrow, and they're probably going to address the running back position soon. Yes. Um, so, to me, I know the season, uh, you know, hasn't started, and they haven't played any games. But, to me, I, I see them coming out of the uh, NFC. Yes, I like that. And um, I think if if they can come out the draft tomorrow, well, not even just tomorrow, but this weekend, I don't know how many picks they're got. I don't have that next to me right now, but I'll probably get a, get that by the time the show ends. I think if they can come out this draft with uh, um, with a deep, with a pretty good running back and they they can solidify that secondary and the offensive line, I think Tampa Bay is going to be the favorite to come out of the NFC. All right, guys. So let's also talk about. So reports came out that the Dolphins actually passed two on it on his physical check. So we all know the draft's tomorrow, and there's been multiple rumors that the Dolphins were going to draft Tua or they're going to draft Justin Herbert. What are you guys' thoughts? I'll go first. So I just think that I think that this has been a part of the, maybe perhaps this is the Dolphins the whole entire time. You know, making us think that they're going to go after the 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 highest rated offensive tackle and Andrew Thomas, but in reality, what they're trying to do is create a buzz um, to to see if Tua falls to them. You know what I mean? Because if you look if you look at it, Tua is a playmaker. Yes, I understand who who doesn't get scared with injury concerns, but I mean, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick. You don't have to start. You're not going to have to start him right away. You know, you can get get him in with your medical staff, get him healthy, get him prepared. Let him sit for a while, get underneath, you know, you know, see how Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, gets, you know, prepares for his week to week basis on on the field and get accustomed to the uh, to the NFL season. So, you know, I think that maybe perhaps uh, I think Tua may it, it's looking like Tua may be a Dolphin uh, at pick five. Um, some some reports say they're going to wait till 18. But if, I mean, if that's going to be a very dangerous slide. I mean, you got teams in the lower half with, especially with the saints and, and he, I would even put the Patriots on there. I mean, the, these teams are, they've done their due diligence. And I mean, if you let, if you let a talent like Tua fall into the teens, you're going to have people just jumping at, you know, at the chops to try to get up there to, to draft them. Yes. And I think the timing of the news that came out today about they, they passed his physical, whatnot, I think is great for the Dolphins. Because we're, um, we're we're right now we're in crunch time now. The, the um the draft is less than twenty four hours now, and I think um I, I I was hearing that the Dolphins were kind of they, they were pretty sold on Herbert, and it, it's it had been heated up the, the past few weeks. But now I think with this news comes comes out, it's I mean it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Um, my gut feeling is they're going to do two that they're going to go tour. So like I said, we're going to see what happens there. And like I said, if you're a GM, you're having a party right now. You're you're celebrating. You're you're, you're very excited because you want this. This what that's really what, what I've been hearing that they have been waiting for to see how the physical goes and see how it really is because they tried to get them in before everything got shut down with with the um, pandemic we're in right now. They tried to get them in for a visit. So I think um with the Dolphins, I think they're gonna they're gonna go with two tomorrow. And I think this news coming out from his doctor or whatever whoever it came out from, I think that's great news for the Miami Dolphins. Well, it, it also came out that they were in talks to trade with Detroit, and they were looking to take the top tackle on the draft as well. But yes. they were also looking to keep their pick. And mm-hmm. we all know they do have a lot of ammunition to trade. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Yes. Man, I, I'm just so excited about the draft tomorrow. <laughs> I'm fired up, man. It feels, <laughs> hey, man, it feels they're like just, Christmas Eve, man. I'm yeah, just, there's just so many scenarios, things that could happen. I mean, it's it's going to be crazy, man. I'll tell you this. I just, I, I, I just had this gut feeling. Tomorrow's just going to be, con- I mean, it's just going to blow up all mock drafts. I mean, we're going to just see yes. some insane, crazy things that we would have never expected. Players jumping into the first round that we never even thought about. So, I mean, yes. I remember, well, when was it? Uh, uh, when uh, the Steelers drafted, uh, uh, what, what's that, safety um, from um, from uh, Virginia Tech in the first Terrell round? Edmonds. Yeah, Edmonds. Edmonds, right? We're like, what the heck? You know, this guy was you know, late second, uh, third, yes. third rounder. And they select, they select them in the first round. So I think that we're going to have a lot of those dark horses coming out of the, uh, coming out in the, when coming into the first round. Yes. 
Well, speaking of dark horses, who do you guys have as your, have as your dark horse player uh, in the draft tomorrow night? I'll go first. So, I I I just been crunching it and looking at it, and it feels like almost all the safeties are gonna are gonna be in, in in the second round. But when I went back and I was just studying, 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 there's one safety that I will tell you is I think that he has the potential to be a a ver- a, a, a the biggest surprise and, and a true dark horse. And I would not even be surprised if it goes in the first round. And his name is Jeremy Chin. Uh, a lot of people may not know him very well. Uh, Jeremy Chin, he is from Southern Illinois, six foot three, 219 pounds, ran his 40 time in four, four, five. So, I mean, you're talking about it. He can just do it all. I mean, strong safety, you know, single high safety, Great tackler and just he knows how to come away with the ball. So I just think that that's that that would be my dark horse pick right there, Jeremy Chen. I wouldn't be surprised if he had that Edmonds type uh, first round jump and surpass all the safeties that we thought were supposed to be first rounders this year. Yes, real good, there, Jerry. Um, I'm gonna go with Jalen Rager, the receiver at a TCU. Um, I think where he's kind of the disadvantage right now, a real, a real good disadvantage because you know he's so much, it's such a deep wide receiver class. But you know he ran his pro day, his virtual pro day right now. He ran a, a pretty good forty. I mean, he's blazing fast. And for what what I see on what I see from on, on tape, like I said on the previous show, he's explosive. And I think I mean me personally, I think between him and Gandy Golden, those are my two most underrated receivers in this year's class. I mean he's originally slated as like a mid second round, late second. I think for Jalen Rieger. But I think right now he's he. I mean, he, I think he's gonna go late too. And but my opinion, I think he's gonna he's gonna sneak in into the late the late first and maybe get to a team like the Green Bay Packers or New England. But I think Jalen Rigger, he's gonna be my own my my dark horse to get up in that first round tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin. Holy moly, uh, a running back in the first round. Running back, I know. Yes. Everybody's been talking about receivers and quarterbacks and whatnot, but. I feel like he brings a unique element to the table as far as being able to run the ball, but also catch the ball out of the backfield. Not DeAndre Swift, right? Not DeAndre. <laughs> Not Swift, J.K. No. Dobbins. Not J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> to you, to to, let me ask you this, Fidel. Who does he remind you of? So people can kind of see what what you see when you when you've seen his tape. Who does he remind you of? Man, he reminds me of Fred Taylor, running back from Jacksonville. Yeah, this, that's a real I don't good know comparison. if a lot of people still remember yes. him, but, but that's who he reminds me of. Yes. Yeah. That hey, hey, when when Fred Taylor got his, you know, when he got be- when he got better from from those knee injuries, man, he was he was just lighting up the NFL. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, just the only the thing I would want to add on that too is just consistent. He's just consistent. Re- yes. You know, results. Um, rushing and then also pass, you know, catching the ball. The thing about Taylor, he has a lot of miles on. Okay, they, they have they ran him a lot in Wisconsin. He has he has a lot of he has a lot of tread on the tires. So so it'd be very interesting what kind of system he can get to. But I mean, he 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 could be a, he definitely can be a bell carrier back. But he he's one of the backs in this year's class that he has a lot of miles on him. Yeah. So I mean, that's why I have, and well, I mean, we'll see tomorrow night if that happens. Yes. This is what, and I, you know, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, it's just the drafts tomorrow night again. And I, I mean, I know we can't stop talking about it just because it's it's exciting, man. There's yes. no sports on right now, and this is kind of probably going to be the closest thing we're going to have to the it. middle of the spotlight. Yeah, and just to, just to give a little heads up, they, they 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 did say that you know I think at the beginning of the week they were having some problems right with uh, a couple glitches here and there, yeah. but I think yeah. they said that they just did the, a couple their last test runs. No glitches. So that's really great news that's to great. hear. That's great. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully that, you know, no glitches happen tomorrow night. <laughs> yes. The, the yes. Yeah, there is, some, not need it. There, is so, just, there is so many hackers out there, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just going to be unique just because we've never seen anything like this. And they're going to do it via Zoom or uh, some other type of video chat. And I use Zoom for work personally. And sometimes there are issues. Um, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. Yeah. Yes. All right, guys. So, uh, uh, any final thoughts we, before we get off the air? Tonight? Just, uh, I want to give a special thanks to, uh, Gage and his coach, coach, uh, Fe- uh, Fairchild. 
thank you so much for coming on board. It was it was a ton of fun to 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 see and hear your progress. You know, we wish you the best of luck. We'll be rooting for you, uh, guys. Be excited! Tomorrow's the draft. Your team is gonna is gonna continue to get better, or <laughs> they could take a couple step backs. So uh, overall, it's just exciting time. Just thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. We love it. Yes, and I want to give a special shout out to a close friend of mine named um, David Payne. He works out. He works out in the CFL right now as a scout or whatnot. For um, he he was in charge. He helped us get the two guys on day for the show. Um, Coach Fairchild and he helped helped us get on um Gage, um McClendon from from the college. So I want I want to give a special shout out to him. And and like I said, we had a pretty good show today. Yeah, and um, again, thank you to Gage McCallahan and also Coach Fairchild. And also Anthony Pupil for joining us yes. as well. Yes. All right, guys. Well, that's going to go and do it for us tonight. Uh, we will be back on tomorrow night after the draft to get first round reactions. Uh, so till then, have a good night. Be safe and wash your hands. Thanks, guys. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour.